Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Big Haas Podcast. It's week five, NFL week five, wrapping up, doing this on a Wednesday, oddly enough, because it was a Tuesday night game this week, which I'll get into, but I'm all in. I'm all in on the Tuesday nights. Not that it's going to happen. But, start off the show, you know, we're just going to go through some games, talk about what we saw. I liked. I'm gonna do this one. Uh, post this Wednesday night, so like Thursday, and then Friday or Saturday, I'll do some predictions and my picks for Week Six. Let's get into it. I need to have some music that plays right in there. That would be pretty sweet. We'll, we'll get on that. We'll have the we'll have the tech crew get on that one. So first off, we want to start off this podcast with. Kind of the biggest news about Week Five was with with Dak Prescott going down. Um, prayers for him. Uh, that awful injury. No matter who you are, Cowboys lover, Cowboys hater, like the guy, I don't like him. You never ever want to see that. And he was having a tremendous year. Like I was saying, I think I said in last week's pod, but he was on pace to just shatter the passing yards record. The guy was single-handedly carrying that Cowboys team who has no defense whatsoever and hard not to root for the guy hopefully he makes a comeback um, prayers out from here all around and hopefully for a speedy recovery um, reports are his surgery went well so it's it's always great to hear and just hope he can get out on the field again and and get to playing because he's a tremendous player to watch great quarterback and you just you never like to see anything like that. So, moving into a little more of a positive note, we had a Tuesday night game, uh, Bills Tennessee. Interesting game. The the COVID Titans who kind of are screwing the league with their uh, lack of responsibility regarding COVID. They come out and blow out, absolutely blow out the Bills. 42 to 16. Like this was they manhandled them. And I didn't see this coming at all. I picked the Bills. Bills are 3 point favorites going in into Tennessee as big favorites even you know they're at home so they're going to get the two and a half or whatever it is. This season's kind of weird with the no fans, but I picked the Bills. Most people picked the Bills. The Titans hadn't practiced in 16 days. They they had two practices or something in six, in sixteen days, and I did not expect them to come out and do this. They looked crisp and just jumped on the Bills, especially in that second quarter. And then they closed it out really nice in the fourth quarter. But they, the Titans, come out and showed something that we haven't seen from them previously. They haven't shown us they're undefeated, and outside of this game, there's no. There's no really convincing wins. They beat the Broncos by two. They beat the Jags by three. And then beat the Vikings by one. So after that, you're sitting like, is this... I remember after that Vikings game, I was like, wow, cause is this Titans team that good? I picked them to win this division. But at that point, a couple weeks ago, I was like, wow, they just haven't shown me enough to where I can say, I think this team is really a playoff team, even though they're going to be because their division is is absolutely awful. But they didn't, they didn't look good the first three weeks. Then they got that 
weird fluky week four buy, the COVID buy, and now they come out on a Tuesday night and just thump the Bills. Ryan Tannehill goes for 195, 21 for 28 and three touchdowns. He's got a really good A.J. Brown Kim comes back for this game, which was a huge X factor for them. It's it's a different game with him on the field. Him and Tannehill, we saw that at the end of last year, they have a great connection. He can find him. He can put the ball where A.J. Brown, when he can just get open with Tad, Ryan Tannehill's putting the ball there. Tannehill's playing really well. He is, and A.J. Brown's like a perfect piece for him. They're fitting really well. And they're, they were down Corey Davis in this game, who was another big-time receiver for them. A.J. Brown steps up and has, what did he have, seven receptions, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And then if teams start doubling and coming over over the top to help out, they got Joni Smith, they run down the middle, who had who's the biggest red zone threat. It's, he's so valuable in the red zone. He goes for five receptions, 40 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that is a prime-time red zone player. You stretch the field with A.J. Brown, and then you pound it in with Joni Smith. Not to mention, you have Derrick Henry, this absolute just workhorse in the backfield that you can hand the ball off to 20 times a game. Yeah, they gave him 20 or 19 rushes, 57 yards, two touchdowns, and the biggest stiff arm I have seen in my lifetime. He sent Josh Norman to a different planet. That was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. One of the best stiff arms I've ever seen. It was awesome. The guy throws around defensive backs like he's like they're tennis balls. It's ridiculous. Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Joni Smith, Ryan Tannehill. Their offense is clicking. If they can keep this up, they're, they're going to win the division. We saw the Colts lose earlier this week, and then the Texans are a dumpster fire. And then the diamond in the rough, Deshaun Watson. And then the Jags have been nothing short of just, they're just bad. That's all I'm going to say about the Jags. But Tennessee looks good. Their defense stepped up and made some big plays uh, against Josh Allen, who was, you know, I'm not saying I was one of them, but he was a he was an MVP talk guy coming into this game. So Malcolm Butler has two interceptions off him their defense looks pretty good I'm really uh, I like Kevin Byard Vic Beasley got a lot got a pretty good snap share Jadavian Clowney has been a good addition I'm not the biggest Jadavian Clowney fan and I'm willing to debate someone about that I have some thoughts that I won't get into too much but Tennessee's defense is is clicking their offense Tannehill is I think still underrated to this point. Uh, he got a, There was a lot of hate coming from the entire community about that signing where they gave him the what was $118 million. Um, they paid him with his offseason. And so far, he's he's played like he deserves it. If he can keep this up, this team is, again, like last year, we saw him kind of you know sneak in into that AFC Championship game. There's a potential for it this year. I think the AFC is a little more wide open than than a lot of people think it is. And I am fully expecting to see these two teams play again in the playoffs. I think there's a 
very high possibility that they do. The Bills, on the other hand, Josh Allen kind of has his coming back to earth game. He didn't have a bad game by any means. Or actually, he didn't have an awful game. He goes 26 or 41, 263, two touchdowns, two picks. Pass rating 77, not great. Not his best game for sure. Definitely his worst game this year. But you're going to have those. He's still young. Um, I think overreactions have started a bit, but they have a lot of weapons on this offense. A really good receiving core. Stephon Diggs is a, an amazing signing or addition to the trade. Um, yeah, don't don't get too too down on the Bills. I think some of it was they had a rough game, but I also think Tennessee's good. That's part of it as well. So don't count out the Bills. They're going to be back. Josh Allen's going to step up. He's going to make some make some plays when they need him to. I I think it's almost good cool off the MVP talks because that's just a lot of a lot of kind of overreaction to his first his first three four weeks. So let this guy come back to earth, install a you know more normal game plan. I'm trying to so they're coming up. Um, they get this Tuesday game, this weird Tuesday game, and then. They got a shift for Monday when they play Kansas City. So there's, they got to rally, get back, and it's a big game coming for them. Probably their biggest of the year outside of Seattle in a couple of weeks and then maybe Pittsburgh if they're if the Steelers are keeping up what they're doing. But Josh Allen, it's interesting. Let's, let's see. Let's see how he recovers and comes back from this game. See if he can bounce back versus the Chiefs who, who lost – this week they go out and lose to the Raiders. So Gruden and the Vegas Raiders still still weird saying that. It's been my life calling them Oakland. So the Vegas Raiders and Gruden come into Arrowhead and put up forty, put up forty on the uh, on that Chiefs defense. Pat Mahomes still has a you know has his game. The it's pretty clear the Chiefs offense is still there. There's there's no there's no concern at all there. Their defense again we knew was going to be kind of the deciding factor between how it's going to go and and Derek Carr played out of his mind. He goes for 350 yards and three touchdowns. Just some their ability to stretch down the field. Aguilar has been playing really well for them. Who is a guy he got just absolutely trashed on. Um, last year, because he didn't have a great year with Philadelphia, had that couple big drops. But it, he's got a soft spot in my heart because he's a USC guy. But he had a great game. Henry Ruggs, he only had two catches, but he had 118 yards and a touchdown. Like that guy is a speedster. Get get a couple more games under him because he missed. You know, he was, he was banged up earlier. Get some games under him. I mean, he's the first receiver taken in this draft, which I want to talk about because I think this draft is especially for receivers, is ridiculous. First receiver gone in this draft this year. Super quick guy. This team's ability, I think Derek Carr, I know I just said this about Tannehill, but I think Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. I think teams forget the year he had a couple years ago. I think his 2016 season kind, it goes on overlooked a lot. I mean, they were... 12 and 4 that year that is I think 
it rightfully so it gets overlooked because they they didn't do anything in the playoffs. But when Carr played, he was twelve and three. He had four thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, only six picks. That year, I think, does get kind of tucked under the swept under the rug. But Carr's a good quarterback. I like the kid. Now he's got some weapons around him. Darren Waller, who's like receiver tight end hybrid, is just a freak of nature. He's a Gronk esque player where he's fast and also super big and strong. He's a pretty decent route runner. That offense just was clicking, firing on all cylinders this weekend. Absolutely embarrassed that Chiefs defense. This is a team that's going to run for a wild card spot, absolutely. I think the AFC is going to be very competitive because it's there's a lot of good teams rather than I think the NFC is a little more top-heavy. These guys are a little, the AFC is more evened out. The Raiders look pretty good. They they haven't given me too much doubt this season, especially this, this game was just really phenomenal play. On the other hand, Kansas City is their defense, right? Their offense. You got you got Patrick Mahomes playing like an MVP candidate. Throws three hundred forty yards, two touchdowns. That you know what you're gonna get from Patrick Mahomes, right? I think Clyde Edwards I really like the kid. I don't know if they're using him exactly right. There's a lot of running between the tackles, and I don't know if he's that kind of guy. He's a guy I kind of want to bounce, you know. Get on a counter play and, and bounce around, see if he can he can make a safety miss in a one on one and and break away for a big play. I don't know. He's the guy for that. You need someone on the the only knock I have on this offense is if they can get somebody who can really be a third and one or a, you know you got a third um, a third and goal on your four yard line and you need someone just to pound it. You're on you're inside the two or inside the one yard line you just need someone to put his head down and get over one or two guys and get in the end zone I don't know if he's that guy I think he's a a really good fit in this offense because you can have him catch passes you can dump little check downs to him and he can make plays but you need somebody who can end up just overpowering people and I don't know if he's your guy otherwise there's no other there's no other weaknesses to this offense Tyreek Hill is still if there's any doubt which I don't know if anybody had any doubt but he's still a freak just absolute speedster guys can't keep up with him quicker than lightning it's it's amazing to watch him play McCole Hardman Sammy Watkins interesting to see what's going to go on with him there's a little like non-contact hamstring injury which you know is kind of expected with him but Weapons all around this this team, around arguably arguably the best quarterback in the game. So there's no problem there. Their defense concerns me a little bit. They've given up. They've played really well in that Ravens game, and I was very confident in their abilities. A little let off this week with the um, the Raiders. They kind of ran all over them. So. I'm not so sure. This is that's the, the part of this team that can that can get back and get better. And they didn't have a great they didn't have a great defense last year, they didn't have a bad defense. 
but that could be if there's if there's anything stopping the Kansas City Chiefs team from getting from repeating, it's it's going to be the defense, which is isn't a hot take or anything, but I think I think the Raiders are good. This division is going to be competitive. They're three and two right now. Don't count them out. They're going to be a fun team that kind of a sneaky team in the playoffs. Okay, so I bounced back. And talked about that Chiefs, which yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get back in chronological order a little bit here. With the Saints Chargers game happened on Monday night, the the Chargers one and four Chargers with Justin Herbert head into into New Orleans, and they put up a really good fight. This Chargers team, so they're one and three, and there's a lot of you know those that kind of team winless or a win a one win teams who there's some concern for all right you got the falcons jets um giants even the broncos where ooh, it's you're, you're not in a good spot the chargers i think on the other hand you can of all those teams this chargers team is some you can't be that disappointed because it was it was really unlucky they got beat up by injuries earlier this year and it was kind of a good thing, but your doc, your team doctor literally stabs your starting quarterback. That's never, ever a good thing. So Justin Herbert's come in and proven me wrong. Not that, not that he listened to my podcast in April, but he came out there and I wasn't, I had some knocks on him. I I thought Miami should take a two over him, but he's come out and shown everything. They're they they don't have a good offensive line at all. I don't believe in their offensive line. They're beat up, and he makes plays with his legs. He's got the arm talent that is just like God given. He can step back off a back foot and launch the ball forty yards and just drop perfectly. Like I am watching this game and you get like Mike Williams going on a go route and all of a sudden this ball just drops right in his hands and I'm watching like how did he throw that I go back he's off his back foot five yards behind this is probably like seven to ten yards behind the line pressure's coming one foot just cannons that thing these plays consistently he if your team's blitzing he's got the arm talent to sit there in the pocket and just launch that ball deep and let his receiver go get it not throwing it short to let anything get picked off if he throws it two three yards in front of him big deal right you got you got more downs but he has the ability to make you pay over the top he's got weapons mike williams had a ridiculous game five receptions 110 yards two touchdowns he had a great play to keenan allen where they edge rush off um off his what is that his right side and recognizes it escapes instead of taking sitting back and taking the sack uses his legs to get out of the pocket rolls right finds Keenan Allen with this absolute dot with two guys chasing him down this kid's special I think him and Joe Burrow are two guys that are going to be very solid in this league for a long time there's there's hard to find a lot of knocks for this guy. Really, so far this year, what we've seen from him is 
I mean, four touchdowns this game for 265 yards. It's ridiculous. It's kids. He's a damn good player. I'll say that. I'm really excited to watch him more. Keenan Allen goes out with the injury, but he's got weapons. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry down the middle is good. They lo- they lose Eckler, which is a huge thing. Just like, again, this team's been absolutely plagued by injuries. So if you're a Chargers fan, you can't be too down. You've got to you got a good quarterback. You can root for him. Kids, he's got whatever you want. He's got arm talent. Make plays with his feet. Step up in the pocket. Can can get out in space and and make some make some good plays on the ground. So look out. Let this kid get reps this year, right? You're you're not making the playoffs really realistically just because of the injuries. But go out. Let this kid get a bunch of reps and get some experience. And once you get your team back. You can go compete next year. It's not a bad situation for the Chargers. It's not a bad situation at all for Justin Herbert. I'm liking this team. From a, Of all the bad teams, they're my favorite kind of thing. Chiefs, on the other hand, <clears throat> Drew Brees got a lot, a lot of knocks for his lack of accuracy on deep passes. He's throwing seven to nine yard checkdowns in routes stuff like that throughout the whole game and he hasn't really shown us a lot of that old Drew Brees you can definitely see the age the age coming in but this game he he showed that it can work absolutely with he had 325 yards touchdown he did have a pick but he he's making this thing work we saw this game more than anything, and he's missing his his number one receiver, Mike Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders helped him out a lot, but the plays they're implementing, the game plan that they're they're starting with him, they're really realizing that okay, we we don't have the Drew Brees that can put the ball on the money down, you know, twenty five yards on a post route. You don't have that anymore. You're running cross to the middle. He can put the ball accurate on the outside but you can't throw deep that's not a threat they're adapting to that which you know the saints are gonna because they're the saints and they're sean payton and drew Brees. like you can say what you want about their athleticism about breeze's athleticism stuff like that but they got he's got the iq for it he just looks a little panicked in the pocket at times which is concerning because when they start bringing blitzes if if you got a defense with some really good corners that know if they can jam and get a little bit of time for that edge rush to get there it's going to be it's going to be bad for for the saints because he's not going to have that escapability or that time to find the guys over the middle make them run deep routes and and let them throw the ball just because he's not as accurate as he used to be the t- <laughs> the taste hill thing oh my goodness um get a touchdown i've ballsy call to put him in at the end of that game there he made a good play dude's not a quarterback <laughs> i feel like i have this discussion every week because i see his name on the stat sheet and i watch him in the game I'm like crap he scored again i gotta talk about this <laughs> i'm not a Taysom hill guy he's not a quarterback he's a good asset to have on your offense he can he can look like a quarterback played quarterback whatever but i don't know about him in the nfl he did make a great play though you know but at the end of the day, I don't make it. If you're in a team and Taysom, Taysom Hill comes in, you're like, okay, hey, we're going to let this, like, 
make him throw. Make him throw the ball. You know he's looking to run. Put him in a little pressure situation. He's going to put his head down every single time. But Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, I really like that two combo back. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier with the Chiefs. You have Latavius Murray who can just kind of be this physical between the tackles, give him touches on short yardage situations, and then you you get Kamara to open up and spread the field a little bit more. You can the beauty is why why he fits in so well with Drew Brees. This type of Drew Brees is now. If he gets in a panic situation, you can dump to Kamara, and worst case scenario, he gets hit and you you know you still gain two yards or he does Alvin Kamara things and breaks away for a huge gain didn't have the the best game um here but his receptions is really what's making him a dual threat right he only gets 11 carries for 45 yards and you're like okay whatever but he looks he's got adding on to that he's got eight catches for 75 yards so he's making plays with this the um, you know yards after catch great two-headed monster they have in that backfield and then Emmanuel Sanders played he looks really good it was kind of a you know he's bounced around all over and he's not really regarded as a top receiver in in the league but he's he played really well this game I was very very impressed they showed some of the the tapes of him running routes just I I forgot. I really did. Which is kind of sad because he was he was um, on my Steelers. And the way he runs routes, his footwork, his quickness is really good. I think he's a, a good fit for this team, especially for Drew Brees, because he has the quickness and the, the route running ability to get open in time. He's not, you know, a big guy where he has to go get, you know, a deep threat. You can chuck the ball up to and make him go get it. He's a good fit because he can run his routes, short routes, really well and find space. And then Breeze can find him in that 7 to 9-yard ratio where we see him going to most most often now. New Orleans going to have a, a little battle there. They're 3-2. and two. This division just got interesting because of Carolina. Carolina, them, the Saints, Carolina, and, and Tampa Bay are going to be all fighting because there's... I think they're all contenders to win that division. The Falcons are <laughs> they're out of it. But they're going to have to keep this play up and keep playing well. And then Michael Thomas, who knows what happens with him, punch his teammate in practice. Um, interested to see what happens more. they got a bye week next, so we'll see what happens with him. I hope he does well, but not too well because I just traded him away in fantasy. So we'll see, but bright future for the Chargers. Saints got to keep rolling because they got some t- teams nipping at their heels for sure. Go further back, reverse chronological order, and Seahawks Vikings. Who I was flipping back and forth because I was trying to watch the finals as well. Watch LeBron get his uh, his fourth ring. Seahawks Vikings. Seahawks moved to five and zero. Twenty. They win by one. This game was just a a Seattle Seahawks classic. I mean, we've seen this a million times. We saw this earlier this year in their Patriots game. The Seahawks are going to play in close games on the big stage because that's just what the Seahawks do, right? It's it's not anything like crazy. We're like, wow. I'm looking at this. You know, they didn't score in the first half, and they 
put up 20 21 third and then and then 27 in the in the fourth or six in the fourth four 27 sorry they got just like shelled in the first half like Russell Wilson didn't look good threw a pick couldn't get anything going offensively didn't really have a run game and then on the other hand the Vikings were just moving the ball chewing clock with Dalvin Cook just working him and then they'd find you know Thielen he would get open because he's Adam Thielen and they go up early in this game which I was actually kind of proud of that was my my big upset pick of the week was I picked these guys to I picked the Vikings um in the well, they gave Seattle they were Seattle was um seven point favorites in this game and I thought that was way too much because I wasn't too I wasn't sold on the Seahawks defense and the Vikings offense is had been clicking the past couple weeks the Vikings in the first half just just clicked Dalvin Cook again is is playing like a a top two back him and Kamara are pretty established as the top two backs in the league right now I'm not too down on this Vikings team yeah I know they're one and four but there's a lot of people just really beating on them after their past couple weeks they haven't shown anything really crazy but I am not I'm not hating at all on this so we're gonna go back to the end of this game Seattle makes their big comeback Vikings get the ball back, and they get their fourth and two. Now they have to make a decision. This is kind of like the age-old question where it's fourth and two. You're up. Um, what are you up now? Hold on. They're up 26. What was it? 26-21. So it's like you kicked a field goal to go up, to go up eight. Or do you go for the throw and there's a lot of people saying okay well kick the field goal goal of eight now you give Russell Wilson okay he's got like a minute 40 minute 45 seconds to go down and they got not only that to score they have to get to two-point conversion I understand that completely I understand that that's a tough thing to ask a team to do and then on top of that you get overtime you're not going to lose in regulation I understand that but my perspective is I like the call. They go for it on fourth and two. If if you don't know, they go for it on fourth and two. They don't get it. Russell Wilson goes down, leads this huge drive. Seattle scores. Game's over. Done. I understand the aspect of oh crap, we we don't want to give Russell Wilson the ball back. That's why I would go for it. You have the MVP of the league. The whole let Russ cook stuff is going on. He's playing out of his mind this season. I don't want to give him the ball back with a chance to go win the game. And I know you can say, well, well, then they're only going to go to overtime. Yes, I'm the Vikings in this situation. I'm 1-3. I'm going for the throat. I'm absolutely going for the throat in this situation because that's what you have to do. I don't want any situation where Russell Wilson can come down and either tie the game or win the game. I want us to get the ball again with a chance to chew clock and win the game. I like the call. They didn't get it. Didn't happen. And Russ did his thing. But at that point, I think you have to go all out to try to win the game there. I like the call. A lot of people didn't. It's it's 
it's been a highly debated thing for a while because we've seen it in a lot of games. But this Seattle offense, Russell Wilson is, wow, struggled in the first half, comes out in the second half like a whole new person. And Metcalf and Lockett are just the perfect pieces for him. Metcalf is really, I mean, he's playing like a top five receiver in this league. He's really special. They found a great one. I mean, we know Seattle, their ability to draft is, especially late, has always been good. Their their defense is a little concerning, but that offense is just lights out. And those are interesting. I heard this. I'm sitting, sitting there watching this game, and right after um, DK catches that, that game-winning touchdown, Chris Collinsworth talks about how he, he sat down and talked with Russ, and Russ told him that he thinks DK, uh, DK is going to be the next Jerry Rice, which I heard that, and I was like, wow, that's that's some really high praise from a top-tier quarterback, probably one of the best two quarterbacks in our league. thought that was really interesting. Russ is thinking that highly of him. It's a good sign. He's only in his second year. It's going to go up from here with, you know, assuming there's no injuries or anything, which we hope there's not because I want to see this. I want to see this guy turn into something really special because I think he's, he's got it for sure. The physical attributes are all there. He's going to get better because the mental side is going to come. He's going to understand the game better. The only thing was that last, he had a crazy last drive. That connection was pretty much the entirety of the game-winning drive was, was Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. That's what it was. It was awesome to watch. There's that one play where it's like a 30-yard pass down the side. And he runs this little, like, go route. And Russ gives him a, a great ball. And the defender, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He runs, like, five yards past it. And looking back at, at DK catching the ball, it just, I was shocked watching that. But those two got a great connection. Their defense still still worries me a little bit, especially that first half. They just, outside of K.J. Wright and, um, and Bobby Wagner, there's nothing super crazy that jumps out that I'm like, wow, I like about this. So getting Jamal Adams back will be huge for them. I think that could be a turning point because he's only going to make things better. This team is still looking like a top team a definitely a Super Bowl contender but if as long as you got Russ who's looking like the MVP you're in a good situation for yeah absolutely they're playing very well Seattle's got um a buy a buy this week so so they can get some time to time to rest up and then they have a eh, schedule they got the Cardinals and Niners they got the Bills coming up but otherwise they have a pretty they got a pretty cheeky schedule. They got the Bills and the Rams twice. Otherwise, there's not any games where I'm concerned. A couple Niners games and a car, uh, couple Cardinals games, but they're big. They're big ones, which is no fault of their own. The Patriots game was close, and the Cowboys was the right game. But they're looking like a team that's not going to lose too many of their next games. Watch out for the Seattle team. They are 100% coming for that number one seed in the NFC. So I'll run through some of these other games real quick. I kind of got through the top, um, some of the big games out of the way. 
I'm at 35 minutes, so I don't want to have this be too long. The Panthers beat the Falcons. The, the Panthers are playing well. They really are. They're 3-2 and two now. I absolutely love the Matt Rule signing. And Matt Rule and Joe Brady are clicking. Whatever they got going on in Carolina is working. Teddy Two Gloves is playing well. He had three, 13, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Implementing Mike Davis and having him come in and like basically pick up where McCaffrey left off is amazing. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. There's some weapons on this team. Their defense doesn't look bad. I really like the, um, I guess you say, maybe it's just because I'm mine because of the heat, but kind of the culture they have, especially with this new, this new Matt Rule thing. It's been good. It's been really good to them. This is going to be a team that's sneaky. They're just buying in. They don't make they don't make stupid mistakes. They've been they haven't hurt themselves, right? They're putting themselves in positions to win consistently, and no other teams outplayed them in in their wins at least. The Falcons, on the other hand, they go zero and five. They're down to zero and five now. Matt Ryan just looked bad today, or not today. He looked bad this weekend. Calvin Ridley. And Russell Gager, Calvin Ridley's just extremely talented, but outside of that, there's not a lot of positives about the about the old Falcons. So they're on five. The good thing is, right? They they fired Dan Quinn, which I really like to see him in a in a uh, defensive coordinator spot again because I think that's his spot and he does a really good job of it. But it's hard to have to have a, a defensive coach like him have such a bad defense so interesting to see what they do in terms of coaching if they I doubt they'll hire in the middle of the year but it's, it's kind of a wash year for for the Falcons not a lot going for them um, Rams beat Washington nothing crazy too happens there Baltimore does their thing to Cincinnati it's, it's a typical Ravens Ravens are going to beat bad teams um, again we know that they're not going to have a regular season like they did last year. There's there's no comparison there, but I want to see them play some good teams. I, they got some games coming up. I think the Steelers-Ravens games are going to be really fun this season. Steelers put up 38 on the Eagles. Okay, my Steelers. I got to talk about them real fast because I, I can't go without it. It hurts me too much. So the Steelers, first up, the, the big takeaway from this game is obviously Chase Claypool goes for four touchdowns and actually really had – he really had five, and then one got called back. The kid is awesome. I love him. Big Ben had a decent game. 240, three touchdowns. Had some interesting incompletions, but overall played well. I mean, I like the play calling. I really do like what the Steelers have have going. Because it's, it's tough to have Ben miss a whole year and try to kind of pick up and do what we did a couple years ago because of last year was just such a a tough you know un- series of unfortunate events but the stuff Randy Fitchner is implementing Ray Ray McLeod comes out and has some really big plays which was awesome James Conner and Benny Snell actually like that combo that's that's one that's that's going to be fun to watch. Juju didn't have a great game, but he's he's kind of taking that 
double team role now teams are putting their their best um, cornerbacks on him and he's getting covered over the top a lot and and they're throwing extra guys at him um this the Steelers defense was something that I was eh, about they had to play great I mean and their their pass rush is fantastic there's no no doubt about that TJ Watt is ridiculous had what did he have like two three sacks but their their pass defense was a little little iffy they let some big plays they let um they let Travis Fulgham run all over him or yeah run all over him catch all over him whatever you want to say Miles Sanders broke out for some big plays they just got to clean it up on the defensive end a little bit and then hopefully things can keep clicking on the off the offense are running some really creative plays which I I love to see Steelers are in a really good division this year so they're going to have to keep playing at a high level if they want to to be successful and the Eagles in their hand they're not out of it at all they're one three and one in such a crappy division like that um NFC East they are they are far from from out of contention uh other games real quick Miami just absolutely thumped San Fran Fitzpatrick Throws for almost 400 yards, 350 yards, ridiculous. Uh, I called, I picked the Niners to miss the playoffs at the beginning of the season. They have a Super Bowl hangover, and then I didn't predict it, obviously, but all those injuries are just really kind of derailing their season. So that's unfortunate. You never like to see that, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying in too much. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. I really like him, but. I don't know if that team's got it again. They're, again, in a tough division with Seattle and the Rams who are playing. Both teams are playing really well right now. Them and the Cardinals are, are both mediocre, and I don't think either of them will be able to sneak into the playoffs this year. But Miami, on the other hand, they're just developing a young team. You know, they're, I'm interested to see when we're going to see Tua. I'm guessing not that soon because Fitzpatrick is playing at such a high level right now. I really like Devontae Parker as well. And then they're they're not out of this Miami. They're I mean they're two and three. They're gonna win some games this year. I really like the the um, approach Brian Flores has has taken with this team. So look for some bigger some big things for Miami. Just a development year again. I'm I don't think they're really expecting to make the playoffs, but they're taking it a game at a time, and that's that's what's gonna matter. Other thing, Colts, Phillip Rivers. Not playing good whatsoever. He's washed up. That's that's what I'm saying about that. Cleveland, Miles Garrett's playing like a defensive player of the year. There's no doubt about that. Fantastic. They got a really good run game. They're doing some stuff on the offensive end. Cleveland looks good. We'll see what they do when they are faced with a little bit more of an offensive threat than Phillip Rivers. And the Colts, they, did, they put up points on the Colts defense, who I think is one of the, the best in the game. Uh, a couple other topics to touch real fast. First off, awesome scene in um, Washington, wasn't it? In Washington, but the Rams play the Washington fo- professional football team, and Alex Smith comes in and gets and gets some his first game in like 600 days. It was awesome to see his family was there. It was a really good, heartwarming moment. The thing that I thought was a little bit scary was they put him in against like one of the best pass rushers we've seen this decade in Aaron Donald who was just, like, throwing guys around like rag dolls, like 300-pound guys. He's, like, tossing out of the way. It's ridiculous. He's amazing. 
so fun to watch. If you, in terms of a defensive player, there's no one more fun to watch in the league than him. A couple other things, real quick. I think I'm gonna do a pod in a couple days, just kind of recapping the NBA season. So we'll get into that. Also, Jets drop um, Le'Veon Bell, which just got alert on my phone a couple hours ago. I'm not sure landing spots. Would I like to have him back in Pittsburgh? Yes, absolutely. I know I don't. This could cause some stir in the Steelers community, but I I think it would be a good addition. There's you know Belichick's gonna go after him because that's just what Belichick does. Um, and there's also rumors of the Chiefs, so look out for where Le'Veon Bell signs. I don't think he goes very long without getting signed, just because we've seen what he's capable of, and getting out of the dumpster fire that is the Jets is is pretty good. Hopefully, somehow Sam Darnold can get out of there because I really like that guy. Other thing, quick, ended up on kind of funny note. Um, one of my buddies, Nick, sends me a, a, a TikTok of this screenshot of the ESPN um, power rankings, and they do kind of like a a best attribute and a worst attribute of each of each team, just to kind of dive into you know what a little bit about the snapshots about the team, and and dead last is the New York Jets, and says what they're bad at and then it just says football it just says football and yeah that if, if there's anything that sums up the jet season better than that let me know but <laughs> jets being bad at football is um isn't anything new to anybody so once again thank you guys so much for listening hope you enjoyed this hope you learned a little bit and maybe just let me know what you want to hear more if you want to hear some stuff about fantasy um, I can go over some some waiver wire targets and, and trade targets, buy highs, buy lows, um, sell highs, sell lows, stuff like that. So whatever you want to hear, let me know. Again, this is whatever you guys want to do. So I'm good with whatever. If I'm talking sports, I'm happy. And this is, again, I'm doing this because I want to, not for any other reason, just because I love sports and I love talking about sports. So also, if any of you listening want to come on the podcast, you have something you want to talk about, really urgently you got some picks you want to go through or things you've seen over the week let me know i'm welcome to have anybody who wants to come on and talk because that's what this is about it's not about you know making money or doing any of that it's just about getting people together a community of people who love sports so once again thank you so much for watching i really appreciate it and i'll see you in a couple days for my picks for the week